Hey, hello, how are you? This is a show for everyone else. Instead of going after top 1% of the world, we dedicate this podcast to celebrate the lives of the unsung heroes and self-made artists. as we've got older we really appreciate life you know uh, we appreciate life we appreciate everything we have and it's not about it's not about money for us it's more about the freedom you know we love our job we've, we've never been to work not wanting to go to work it's almost not a job because it's a passion of ours we just want to be real even if it's social media because now you see like the the perfect pictures, right? Flawless pictures. You know, we do take photographs because we love doing that. For us, it's uh, we're creating some kind of art, right? The three of us, we've all had such joys in our life. And to be on, on stage and to perform gives us such rich feeling. But if you ask the three of us what the most joys have been, it's been through the eyes of the, of the, of the children, Kamali and, and Kaysen. You see the little things that those precious people do and it gives you so much joy and so much love. Can't, we can't ask for more, really. So there's no secret ingredient. I think the only secret ingredient is we try not to take ourselves too seriously. You know, we don't get upset with the trivial things. It's more about the big picture. As long as we continue to work on our art and to touch them in certain ways and hopefully change people's lives in a positive way, then we're going to continue doing that. Hey guys. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Face World Podcast. This is your host, Fei Wu. Today I have Andy Kevin Atherton plus Andy's lovely wife, also Cirque du Soleil artist Gassia, back on Face World. After witnessing Verakai in summer 2015, I immediately reached out to Andy and Kevin Atherton to Face World. Since then, we have completed two projects together the build out of Atherton Twins. Com and their brand new workout series called 10 for 10. All eight videos are 10 minute long, each with 10 exercises for busy professionals on the go. All you need is you, your own body weight, which makes it more accessible and cost effective as well. Andy and Kevin are identical twins. They were professional gymnasts in Britain before becoming Cirque du Soleil artists at the age of 24. Now, 18 years later, they have performed in major Cirque shows around the world, often as headliners of the shows. 10 for 10 is their very first online course. It is also the first gymnastics and circus-inspired workout series. Our relationship has changed drastically uh, for the past two and a half years. I was first a fan, then a consultant, an advocate, and today, a friend who would travel thousands of miles to watch them perform, bring my own family and friends too. This conversation is for you if you like to know what circus artists, in our case, a circus family do in their spare time, and how they raise their children, how they continue to create content on a regular basis. My associate producer, Adam Lefford, was with me too, who asked a really good question. We understand that you seek inspirations from everywhere. You care about family life, you go to museums, you read books, but how do you assemble the experience or perhaps distill from it to actually create art? Or perhaps, what do you guys do when you get stuck and how do you embrace the plateau? The Atherton family takes so many photos to capture their precious moments. Those pictures are worth a thousand words, if not more. But somehow I find a different excitement in speaking with them directly, hearing in their own words of what this all means to them and where do they wish to go from here. The session was videotaped, but instead of creating a long conversational video, my producer Herman and I are working on a sizzle, a short teaser instead. So stay tuned on that.
after listening to this episode, please be sure to check out 10 for 10. Again, that is at atherton.twins.com forward slash 10 for 10. Welcome to today's show with so many people, so much excitement. Andy, Kevin, Gossia Atherton, Adam Leffert, and myself, please enjoy. I would love to hear from you. so much for having us to me this is like a dream come true that uh now it's we're more than just fans and people who have been to the show but we're part of your life and we're so thrilled to be in it because i was just thinking earlier today as i were flying six hours like thinking in my head you guys have challenged me and my creativity to the core to a whole new level of what risk taking really is about to look at my life differently so um We've known each other for for two years at this point, and I feel like we've seen, we're now back in Vegas, we've seen Zarkana. So how's life been? I know you you guys have been writing about it, and the fans are commenting, following, you know, checking out your new email list and all that. What has it, how has it been for you guys? Uh, Life's been great ever since, uh, obviously, Paramore closed on Broadway, which was in in April. Uh, Since that time, we've taken so much time to, we've been traveling a lot, haven't we? We've gone out, kind of gone our separate ways, but we've also traveled together. It's been mostly about spending time with the family and then ending up back in Las Vegas. So we've been having a great time, haven't we? It's been great, yeah. I first, because I went traveling as soon as Paramore closed. I went traveling. My our, our young nephew, Jack, he was performing in Macau in a beautiful show there. And he was getting ready to leave, so it was important. We'd never seen him. So the whole family flew across to, to China, mainland China, to be to see him in one of his final performances before he left that show and came to join Cirque du Soleil. So no, he's now in, in Cirque du Soleil too. Unfortunately, we couldn't go. We didn't want to travel with the kid. It was yeah. just it was just too far. <laughs> we, yeah, we were, Gassi and I were just talking about what it's like to be, you know, the parenthood of a Cirque du Soleil artist. And, you know, she sent such a positive message um, so people realize that you can celebrate your art and still celebrate your family life. I mean, obviously, when we joined... Certainly, for us, it was about performing, about you know putting on a great show, and we love being on stage. And um, you know, it's kind of shifted, obviously, since we had children. Now it becomes about wanting to show them what we do. So everything we do now is geared towards eventually them growing up, seeing us perform, seeing what we can do, and hopefully inspiring them on, to go on to do whatever they want to do. Do you want them to be a circus artist? Uh, I don't think we're going to have a choice. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, a child will grow up and just watch their parent and whatever their parents are doing, they're going to be inspired by that. And I think our daughter, especially, has already shown signs. She loves the stage. She's been to see me and Kevin perform, I don't know, many, many times. You know, it was nearly once a week when we was on Zarkana. And then obviously when we were doing Paramore, she would come and see. she saw the premiere. She saw the show after that many times. She met all the cast. She was backstage. You can't compete with that. You know, she's she's been opened up to so many things in the arts. So now, it, for her, it's like home, being on the stage. And she's acting. She's singing. So she knows she knows the show from the beginning until the end. So she sings. It, it, it's, it's so beautiful and such a precious moment. Wow. So there's so many news floating around. I think many people who listen to this episode are already your fans and part come from Face World who love especially the performing arts episode. So I want to definitely mention that even quickly that Kevin has this exciting news to share with the world and has already been out there. It's a post that has hundreds and thousands of likes. And, and tell us about your journey. This- uh, it was, it was I, from as long as I can remember, from being probably quite, quite young, 28, 30, I always wanted to be a father. That was a, always a dream of mine. And I never thought, I never for one minute thought I would not do that. But circumstance for me, I mean, I, I wasn't with, with the right person to do that with. Uh, and I found myself at 40, 42 years, years old where I was, okay, the, that, that drive, that passion to be a father was still there. So I, I decided to do it on my own. So I'm having a baby boy in next next month, next month in yeah. December. But this is, this is something. I mean, I've worked so hard for this, and it's uh, there was a lot that went into it. The fertility treatment, obviously, I'm doing it with a surrogate mother, 
Yeah, so I I just I just cannot wait, and that's the I I love performing. I love all that. I love to give give myself to the people, but for me, just to have that precious little bundle of love in my arms and to be responsible for that, it's been a dream, and it, it it's a dream that's finally coming true. Yeah, it's something I notice. It comes so natural to you, and it's just so beautiful to watch you take care of, you know, Kamali and also Kaysen. And there are times we met up very quickly in New York, and I just see these two little babies and in such good care. And I, I wonder, made me almost feel jealous to say, I wish I was a, a twin because I would have the support, the understanding. And as a, needless to say, as a performance uh, partner, just so incredible. Uh, we couldn't be happier. And You know, we've all had, I mean, the, the three of us, we've all had such joys in our life. And to be on, on stage and to perform gives us such rich feeling. But if you ask the three of us what the most joys have been, it's been through the eyes of the, of the, of the children, Kamali and, and Kaysen. Like you, you see the little things that those precious people do and it gives you so much joy and so much love. Can't, we can't ask for more, really. Wow. I've seen through your eyes and in a way that through many other artists I interviewed um, who don't have children and it's very different feedback that I'm getting and kind of the perspectives they have and the fact that you guys could have kids and have a family life and just so um, incredible. I know you're not the only one in the industry, but I, I constantly hear that the fear and sort of the struggle thinking about having a family for, for men and for women to kind of balance that. How will that like interfere my career? How will that change my life? So what are some of your thoughts and advice for people maybe thinking about that, struggling with that? I, I can answer that one. I'm, I'm one of those people. <laughs> like Kevin will, Kevin will tell you that from the beginning. Of me, I was petrified of being a father. I didn't think I would be a good father. To be honest, I didn't really like children. It was like, because I, I was so much into, I, I love performing. Don't tell Gassia that. <laughs> no, I loved performing. I loved working. I loved my life. You know, I loved uh, everything about it. And for me, having a child, I felt that it was going to completely flip my life upside down. It did, but in a different way. I didn't want to share my life with somebody. I didn't want to have to commit everything to this person that needed all my time. No, and then once I met Gassia, then obviously we started to talk about it. And there's never a there's never a right time. You know, we were working, I think we were working in Los Angeles doing Iris at the time. And we decided we wanted to start. That's when we got engaged. We got married and we wanted to start a family straight away. Uh, there's no time because I think the moment Gassia got pre pregnant. But we were kind of like thinking. Too. So, and we were like, okay, let's start. Let's let's try and see what it happens. Maybe we'll get pregnant from the first time or maybe not. And it'll happen. We got pregnant right away. And uh, it was perfect time. You know, you will always say, oh, it's never a perfect time. But I would always say it's always a perfect time. Because having a kid, I think it's such a magical thing in a life. Yeah. And then obviously we're planning for when we're having a break uh, during Iris. But then... We found out, obviously, we're having a baby. And then they announced that the show would no longer be going, performing in Los Angeles. The show was going to close. Obviously, all our lives were thrown upside down. But it didn't matter. You know, at that point for me, I was the worrier. I was the one that was thinking, what are we going to do if this? What are we going to do if that? None of that mattered then. All I cared about then was, we're having a baby, you know, in where we're having a baby and the show's going to close, but we're still going to be a family. Then this person came the most important thing in life. Everything else didn't matter. We were going to figure it out no matter what. And then we we're going to share it with this little, like Kevin says, this little bundle of joy. And it's crazy because that was the reaction that we got. Most people would say, you know, children can really, you know, throw your life upside down and it can be a, a struggle with them. For me and for Gassi and I think for Kevin, it helped us. It really helped us because... Yeah, this never changes now. We This is our family and we have this child and we're going to make it work no matter what. And our life became living through her eyes. So it, it was beautiful. I love those posts like diva and I love, it's just so beautiful what you can start doing with the kids too and make both of us dream about, I want to have circus parents. I, <laughs> yeah. I, you oh, know. oh, believe me, we get them letters and them comments, don't we? Yeah. yeah so Kevin, you, you talk about the continuousness of the love and the growing of the love. I wonder whether you've already begun to feel any kind of a shift emotionally and in your thinking process from being an uncle and a, and a brother-in-law to being a dad. 
is anything different or just more love and, and a deeper feeling? I think, well, I've had great practice with Kamala and Casey and Andrew Gassis too because I've been with them pretty much from being born. I think I was with them the whole time. I've maybe spent a few months apart from them. So to say the experience is already there, I already know what I'm letting myself into. I honestly don't know how I'm going to react. As soon as I see him for the first time and I hold him in my arms, I'm pretty sure I will fall to pieces and I will be like an emotional wreck because, yeah, because this this little guy is is just, is, is my own and he's so precious and I've wanted him for so long. I'm so looking forward to it and just to have him and just to know that this person relies on me and I, and I can give him all of myself. Hopefully just the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and he, he will have definitely the biggest help. And, and I'm not talking about me and, and, and Andy. It's going to be Kamali and Kaysen. Because they are so ready to have his baby son. So he will have the best support. Because Kamali was, even when Kaysen was born, she was only like two years, two months old. And she was she was helping then. At waking up at night and I can I can only imagine what she will be doing with this baby. And we really we really made that choice, that conscious choice, because I knew how important this is and how precious those first few months with him will be. That we really made a conscious choice, that the three of us, that we would take this time and stop performing so they would allow me to enjoy this. And they will enjoy this too. Just to just to be be with him for as long as I can be with him full time. So when I wasn't working and you started to work on Zarkana and those very, very special moments that they can, they're irreplaceable, you know, moments when she's smiling to, you know, to you and the moments when she, you know, I used to bath her every night. So she will say, mama, I love you. You know, like, like those moments, you just know, like, okay, this is definitely worth to be with your child because these moments are everything like in a life of a, being a parent. Something that hit me when my mom uh, met you for the first time, she was touched in so many ways because, you know, she's kind of familiar with the traditional American family style. In general, so families aren't particularly close. You know, they don't spend a lot of time together and rarely would people work on projects together and work together. But there's something so beautiful about the photographs that uh, that comes out of your Instagram accounts, Facebook accounts, they're such inspirations for us uh, on a daily, weekly basis. It's always there. I want to kind of hear from you guys in terms of what it's like. What is it like for you guys to work with one another? What is what is that dynamic like? Uh, I mean, we know nothing else. Obviously, I met my wife on Varakai. That's where I was working with Kevin on Varakai. For us, it was new because doing gymnastics, we were basically grown up. We grow up working as individuals and we were brought up as individuals. We were in separate classes when we were at school. Our parents didn't want us to rely on each other. So we were brought up very separately. In gymnastics, we had to travel separately apart from when we were performing for the Great Britain team. It's only when we came to Cirque du Soleil that they actually threw us in a room together and said, go and, go and work with each other. At first, we didn't like it, obviously. But no, it's like... We don't know any different, you know. It's we. It is a but. It is a big family. Kevin and myself performing together. Then obviously I met my wife on Varakai. This is probably now we've done three shows together. We did Varakai together. Then we worked on Iris, performed together, and then obviously a beautiful show Paramore where we performed together. For us, it is about family and every choice now that we make as far as performing goes. Where are we going to go? Which show it's going to be in? It's all about family. You know, is it the best thing for our family? Is it good for our children? Is it an adventure for us? We 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 try and weigh everything up. Obviously, it's it's not, you know, it's not. We're not going to get it perfect every time, but we really try and focus on. It's our first and our forefront of all our minds is family, you know, and and especially for these precious ones. Like I said before, no, it's all about. You know, what are these lot going to see? What are these two going to see? And then obviously, Kev's baby. What is he going to see? What adventures can we bring? Uh, for them. Hi, you're listening to the Face World podcast. This is your host, Fei Wu. Today on our show, you meet Andy, Kevin, and Gassia Atherton. They're a circus family from Cirque du Soleil. And 
at the same time, I'm, I'm sure there are people wondering that we hear a lot that it's really tough to work with family members. And there are maybe some um, um, rules or guardrails and, you know, that dynamics can get also very tricky. I know that from personal experience of my friends not not willing or trying to work with their mom, dads at their company and typically fail miserably. So there's something secret ingredients, you guys probably things you've overcome potentially. I, th I think, well, no secret ingredient, but I think as we've got older, we just, we really appreciate life. You know, uh, we appreciate life. We appreciate everything we have. And it's not about, it's not about money for us. It's more about the freedom. You know, we love our job. We've, we've never been to work, not wanting to go to work. For us, it's almost not like, it's almost not a job because it's a passion of ours. And it's the same with the, you know, with having children. People talk about it's probably the hardest, hardest job in the world, having children. You know, it's never, there's no switch off button with these two, you know, with any child. But we love it and we do it as a family, you know. We're great because we have good, such good support, obviously, with Kevin there and Gassi. We take it in turns. So there's no secret ingredient. I think the only secret ingredient is we try not to take ourselves too seriously we don't get you know we don't get upset with the trivial things it's not in you know the trivial things are not important to us anymore it's more about the big picture um so it's things like that and another big thing that people talk to us about is how do you how do you stay so like real how do you stay so relaxed so calm a big part of that for us is also is our training you know, it's, people talk about us going to the gym. We go to the gym sometimes just to relieve stress, just to be in the gym, lift some weights. It's not about then, you know, the technique and things like that. It's just about releasing some energy in a good, in a positive, good way. I think with with Camille and, and Casey and with us all, we, we make everything so much fun. Yeah. And it's all about that. If it's not fun for us, and then it's not going to be fun for them. And so... We never work with them. We just live life with, with them. And it's, that's, that, that's really all it is. So everything is an adventure from waking up, having breakfast. You know, we make it all fun. We've never, we all laugh. It's just precious, isn't it? Even our Instagram posts, it's, um, it's not fake. You know, our, like most people will post something. They know what people want to see. For us, what you see on our posts is normally, is generally... 100% of the time is what we're doing. Even when we go on, you know, we go and do a photo shoot, we take the kids with us. And it's hard. It's hard to manage. Sometimes we miss some amazing opportunities, don't we? Because we're running after these kids saying, don't do that, John, don't. But at the same time, they are seeing what we're doing. They ask questions. If they get really annoying, like, you know, all over the place, all over Kevin, then we'll take them to the park whilst one of us shoot, we'll, we'll shoot Gassia. Um, Kevin will take the kids to the park and then we'll swap. And then we try and manage it that way. And for us, it, it would be easier to leave the kids at home and go and do a nice photo shoot. It would be so much more relaxing, but we wouldn't enjoy it. We would, we would be there wondering what the kids are doing and thinking what, what they're missing out on. For them, it's a learning experience and we're trying to teach them as well as teach ourselves. I was I was thinking of a, of a question for Kevin, and then I took it back. And in taking it back, I think I'm starting to appreciate what you're saying. I was going to ask about, you know, the joy of fatherhood versus concerns and, and, and a thinking process. And then what everybody was talking about, about, you know, we know no other way. And I met my wife, and there was no other way. And I met my relationship, and there's no other way. And I think maybe that's kind of part of the love, that as soon as you meet that person, as soon as you meet that person, it's over. And now there's this new life. And it really isn't a questioning process. Yeah, yeah. It's just you, you move forward with it, that the unit. And even in English, people say, oh, you are, you are you're single or you're a single dad. And that conjures up this sort of frightening situation. But that's not really what it is. You're not no. singular. No. Um, you're part of this almost like a, a group or a matrix of interlocking love and support yeah, yeah. and respect. There's no doubt that I've definitely got the, the best support that I could possibly have from, from my... Uh, close family and my extended family too. I have so much um, support there. There's obviously those little bits of nerves in me. Okay, you know, what what will I do in this situation or that situation? But I think all that will come because you have no no choice and I'm going to, I'm going to love every moment of those, uh, even, even the hard moments and I've seen the hard moments. <laughs> I've, I've lived the hard moments too and I'm looking forward to all, all that. 
for me, some of the hardest moments of being a parent have been some of the most memorable and rewarding moments. Spending the whole night in a hospital with Kason, you know, it really it touches because you know at this point, this person is so, you know, he just needs you there and you just need to be there for him. So it's, it's the best moments, the most memorable moments, but they're the hardest moments. And I think that's what makes it so rewarding. You were talking about being responsible for children, but as I've learned in the past year or so, you're also sort of responsible for your fans because they needed a, a lot of attention because they're also giving a lot to you. So I've never seen, I mean, for Gracia's fans as well, I mean, for every moment, the new baby boy, every picture, I mean, they will write about it. Like, I wonder, you know, what are some of your thoughts and things that you want to say to your fans and, you know, people who are listening, like, what's your experience from relationships been? Um, we appreciate them so much. Obviously, some of them have been with us from, you know, the day that we stepped into Cirque du Soleil, especially because that moment was uh, filmed on a documentary Flying the Wall documentary called The Fire Within, which was shown all around America and I think in some other countries around the world, yeah, wasn't it? So. Um, at that point, we, I think when they first started showing it, we was in New York and the amount of people that would stop us on the street, shout our names was unbelievable. But some of those have followed our career from joining Varakai in 2002 all the way up until now. And even when we've decided to take some time off from performing, we're very... We, we like to show a little bit of ourselves, but we don't show people everything. But people are still interested. They're more interested in what we do outside of Cirque du Soleil because they see us perform on stage, but they see us as these superhuman, you know, almost creatures that are in the sky that they, they can't really understand. But they see, again, they're so, they're so interested in what we do outside of Cirque du Soleil, which for us was fascinating. But at the same time, we appreciate, the, especially the ones that have been there from the beginning, because the support they've given us um, from the birth of Kamala to the birth of Kaysen and then now to obviously Kevin's baby boy. That's they, People just can't wait. They want to know, you know, what we're doing now. And also they want to know what's next for them. They want to know what's next for us as far as our Cirque du Soleil careers going, our performing career, um, which we will, in time, we're going to share with them, obviously, as Kevin said. Our moment, at the moment, our focus is purely on the birth of Kevin's baby boy. We want to all be there as a family for him to share these special first few months. And then after that, we're going to keep pe people updated. One, just on a physical training level. Uh, so all three of you work at this very, very high level of strength and flexibility. And having been inspired by you guys a few years ago, I'm trying to move forward. I wonder other than just the best of strength, the best of flexibility, is there any way, how do you keep extraordinary flexibility while still developing that, that level of strength? We do. Uh, we have taken our, um, our skill level to quite a high level. And although we do perform these uh, impressive feats, and um, we always go back to the basics, always. And we learned that from being gymnasts. Uh, Gassia was very young. She was three. Andrew and I started at seven. And we had some of the best coaches and they always instilled in us the basics. And we always go back to that. So however, regardless, however hard our work is and the skill levels, how high they go, we will always go back to those exercises that we did as seven years old all the way up to now. So it prevents the injuries. I mean, and Andrew and I, Angassi, we've, we, we very rarely get hurt, you know, through overuse and things like that. So... This is what this is what we we we, we continue to do, and hopefully, it's something that people can maybe learn from us. What are some of the basics moves in the training? The, there's many, but the basics is like you said. Obviously, we'll go in the gym, we'll lift weights. For us, it's about getting your body ready. So we'll always have a little warm up when we before we start lifting weights, and then we'll do weight training. But for us, it's about technique. We see some people, obviously, in the gyms that have worked, they're just lifting heavy weights and they're using every part of the body apart from the muscle that's supposed to be working. And we try to, it's about balance. It's everything in life. It's about when we start to get bigger, or if we're living, if we're lifting weights, the same, we always want to stay flexible. So we finish every training with a warm down and a stretch because, you know, you've tightened, you've tightened all up, you've shortened their muscles. You want to stretch them back out again. So you'll be stiff the next day, but you're not going to grow. You're not going to develop where you just 
you're not flexible anymore because that's when you're going to get injured and you're going to tear muscles. I think it's um, very important is to have a consistency. So if you're going to the gym, then you have to, to go, there, you know, like not like once. I used to do that before I started to get injured. I remember on tour, I used to hate running. Absolutely. Like because in sport, we had to do, you know, like so the things that they were like pushing you to do. So what you did, it's like, oh, I, I don't like that. But running and, you know, so on tour, I will try. So and then I will run one day and then like for like a year I'm not running. But now for me, it's a consistent. I cannot like my my workout always starts with the running. Like the, the, they, they, they know that this is my schedule, you know, running or elliptical or, or the stairs, uh, you know, the step machine. You're getting into a segment. People are listening, especially people want to say the more tactical ones want to hear about your workout routine. And so I'm going to have you answer this first and then have uh, Andy and Kev jump in as well. Like on a weekly basis, you know, how many days a week? What time of the we day what do you do? We try to go, I mean, five to six days a week to the gym. So like for me, my, my, like my schedule, my workout schedule is, yeah, starting always with the running, uh, 10 to 20 minutes. And then... Um, like, I've been injured pretty bad on my shoulders. It was 2011. So for me, I need to always keep my shoulders, you know, strong and, and, and the postures, right? So, yes, it's always shoulders. It's kind of, like, imp very most important. But I also, now, I work every day I do different because I used to hate to work out my legs because I have, like, since I was born, I had pretty big calves, muscle calves. So, and as soon as I, you know, work them out, they, they, get, they do get bigger. So, and then I never liked that. But now it's like, I cannot neglect. So, you know, certain like parts of my body, once again, to prevent the injury, I'm doing it. So I'm working out like, and it's always different. So chin-ups, arms, back, ups, um, and finishing my, my trainings is um, stretching. You asked, obviously, when we work out. We, we always go as a family, but I say I would, our regular routine is we we go to the gym every day, six times maybe six times a week. Normally ten o'clock in the morning, we'll do like an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes, and we do that every day. And even the people in the gym, because when we take the we take the kids with us, they come to the gym with us, and they say to us, you know, do you ever take a day off? And for us, we do. You know, it's not we don't have to go to the gym. If we suddenly if we one day we don't go to the, we don't feel guilty the fact we've not been to the gym. And I think that's got to do with age as well. We really listen to our bodies now. You know, we before when we were younger, there's certain things we could do. There were certain ways we could train. We can't get away with that anymore. And us, we're very smart now about our training. If we feel sore, if, you know, we feel tired, then we'll change what we do. So we don't have a, a complete, you know, structured plan that we do. We don't have our book and we follow, okay, Monday, this is what we're doing. Yeah, it's about, the, you, you've got to listen to your body and that's the most important thing. But we do, obviously, we'll try and work out our chest one day, then we'll work our arms the next, then our legs. Then we focus on the smaller muscles, shoulders. And th like Kevin said, we have a sequence of exercises that we do, which is about injury prevention to our shoulders, which we've learned very early on. I mean, and we've been performing in Cirque du Soleil now for 17 years. Four shows, probably done the act, our strap act, maybe over five, 6,000 times. We've never missed a show of injury, through injury, never. I missed a show, obviously, for the birth. I wanted to be there. For, I wanted to be there for the birth of my children. <laughs> but other than that, we've never been injured. And we put that down to the fact that we're very, obviously, we're very smart about the way we do. And like Gassi said, we have a habit. Our lifestyle is about being able to, you know, keep doing what we're doing. We really uh, train. It's the training that we do now, obviously, with our age. And it always has been, really, is a training with a purpose, a training with a function. And that's really to protect the, the, the joints and really the muscles. The muscles that we build are really there just to, uh, to protect the joints of the, the skeleton. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to do things like that. So we do really, it's really technique specific. It's really, uh, uh, it's really kind of light resistance training. We don't want to overexert the body, something like that. Uh, especially with the performance that we do, it's putting your body under controlled resistance in the gym. So when you go on stage and you perform, the, the body's ready, the body's used to it, and it's in the best possible physical condition and your mental condition, really, that you can be in order to preserve yourself for as long as you can go. We want to still be performing at 70 years old. <laughs>
Hi, you're listening to the Face World podcast. This is your host, Fei Wu. Today on our show, you'll meet Andy, Kevin, and Gassia Atherton. Andy and Kevin Atherton just developed and launched their very first online workout series called 10 for 10. There's so much to, to learn, take notes. And then the, it's so beautiful that all three of you think the same way so that not one person can be so gung-ho about it. One of the brothers and say, you know what? I'm totally different from you and I will break my body up. And then, so it's, it's really cool. Adam and I went to see Absinthe yesterday. And just to change the subject for, for a second, I don't think about this very often. The fact that, you know, the wave, the way that you look, you're blonde, you're blue-eyed. And this whole time you've been in the circus, people who don't know you might think that, oh, you, you know, they're very good looking, they're handsome, they're sex symbols. But because of we know you, we know you're completely opposite of that. You don't, you're not the type of guys who like to be, or need to be front and centered, need to be talked about, posing and, and such. How does that sound to you guys? Or what did you have to adapt or, or change? We always, uh, when we were performing, we were always conscious of what people were looking at. But for us, it was more important of what people felt, not necessarily what, what they saw. Is what what impression they left the theater or the big top having watched a performance that we have done. And that's what's always driven us and that's what's always been important to us. So it really doesn't matter whether we get old or not as not as good looking as we used to be as long as we continue to as long as we continue to work on our art and to touch them in certain ways and hopefully change people's lives in a positive way then we're going to continue doing that and our parents brought us up in a way obviously as kevin said you know we we have had that you know what people would almost call stardom where we've been on stage and people recognize you but that again that's not important to us as kevin said what's the most important thing is the impression we leave people with and that's not just after what they've seen us do on stage if they meet us uh, after the show or they meet us on the street we we want them to leave thinking oh you know what they're generally nice people and that's always and always will be the most important thing for us we don't need the fame we don't want the stardom and that's even now that's even more prevalent with social media i think you just want to stay but that's what we keep saying to each other we just want to be real even if it's social media because now you see like the the perfect pictures right flawless pictures and you know like after this flawless picture will be another flawless picture so where for us, we want to show that, you know, we are real. Like I always, you know, we do take photographs because we love doing that. For us, it's uh, we're creating some kind of art, right? We just want to be real because now nowadays you, you, don't, you don't meet quite a lot of people that are real. We've seen that. So I say when we had this extraordinary opportunity to meet you, get to know you better. And we've seen that at, at the stage door where people have come up and just en enjoyed that moment. So... In those same areas you're talking about, I said a couple more questions in that same that same realm. I'd I'd heard you guys talk in an earlier conversation about being inspired by other art, maybe painting, maybe sculpture. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. How how do you do something like that? How do you bring that to your performance? We can take it right back to the beginning when we were creating the act for Varakai, the one that the act you still see now on Varakai on the DVD. When we were creating that, we were given the mandate by Guy, the owner of Cirque du Soleil, to create a strap act that had never been seen before in Cirque du Soleil. And obviously had these traditional strap acts, which were strong men flying, just looking strong and beautiful. For Kevin and myself, we took that and we basically went back and we said, OK, we need to look at everything apart from a strap act. So we, took, we, we looked at other performances in circus and we looked at dance pieces and we looked at art and I think most of the work most of the elements and choreography that we came up with for that act came from artwork and came from sculptures and one of the one of the most iconic parts of the act which um, is a part of the act that's probably been copied so many times by which uh, flatteringly by so many people because it's so beautiful came from Kev Kev found this from a performer that was working in a variety show and he just came across this dvd saw something that he did on canes which is what gassia does uh, balancing on canes he did an element there and kev said let's try and do that on straps so we came up with this from something com completely was away from straps and then again after that we did another part 
was so handing the end of our act where we hang on one arm. That came from a piece of art. Again, Kevin saw it in Montreal and said, came in the came in the studio and said, let's try this. And um our inspir even now, our inspirations come from so many places. And even though we're not performing, our we try and do a lot of photography, a lot of and we're constantly trying to create something new. And that's the beauty I think that's one of the beauty things with Instagram now is you 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 can't just sit back and do nothing. At some point, if you wanna if you wanna keep doing new things, you have to recreate yourself. You have to say, what well, you know, you take an inspiration from a, a picture that somebody's posted, you say, Oh, that's beautiful, and then you try and take what you've seen from that picture and recreate it or better it in a certain way. And that's one thing I love about social media. Every time I look at your photos, I think I represent a lot of the fans today. I just remember that feeling. I, I had a fear. I, I'm a pretty good swimmer now. Um, but there's something I remember uh, in every sport I did, such as how to stop when I was ice skating. Like when you go go skate really fast and you just turn your body that way and you stop. It just looked like a really stupid idea. When I did it, that moment kind of became very real. And... Um, same thing happened with swimming. I was never on the team, but when I did the flip turn for the first time, I swear to God, my day was so different. I felt like a different person. I was that fear that my head is going to hit the ground um, or hit the wall, but it actually never happens. So I want to know when you see a painting, see something, see something so impossible because you really defy gravity. People have to, I need to post the photos. It look humanly impossible, right? They're not, it's not a flip, uh, flip turn. So what is that? Do you still get that sensation that sort of like, you know, do you giggle when you do that? I mean, do you feel that electricity like go through your body? Yeah, we've, we've done things like that where we've seen something and we've, you're not quite sure in your own mind whether it's possible that it's going to work, but you know you want to give it a try. And to be honest, some do not work. 95% probably do not work. You're like, nice try, but as long at least we know how to fall. <laughs> Which I think as gymnasts is one of the most important things you need to learn how to fall. But those precious moments, that 5%, that, that element, the impossible skill does work. There's no better feeling than that. And you know it's, it works and you're the one that's done it. And you're the one that's created it. It's pretty, pretty special. So I wonder whether your specific arts, whether hand balancing, whether straps bring with it that total commitment in the sense that you're holding your whole body weight, you're so finely balanced, that informs that feeling because of exactly what you do? Gassy is quite a special one. She She's a crossover artist, so she can take a lot of her skills that she's learned and she's developed, and she can bring them to something completely new that no one's ever done before. That's what's, what's special about her. So the possibilities are endless for someone like Gassia because there's so many d moves and so many skills that you can do and you can learn that people would never imagine could be done by the yeah, human body. I think, I think I've been born with a really good... <laughs> I've been born with, um, not knowing what the fear is. Um, I was very fearless. That's why I was really good at, at the sport, right? And I always had the trust to people, even although some of them failed, you know, but the, I always trust people. I do... It, this is what I can't, you know, like even I've, I've been, ups, you know, hurt by people that I thought that, you know, I, I could trust. So, but in sport, I've, seriously, I used to fly upside down doing like a trick. And because I wasn't doing it right, but I would still, for me, the main thing was to do it. How to do it? I don't care, <laughs> but I will do it. I used to, I used now, I was like, oh my God, I really used to do that. <laughs> and and you know and the girls used to catch me upside down you know and then turn me like on my like touching the floor with my feet so same thing um same thing in you know in circ i have no fear and um but i also learned definitely in sport i i learned big time how to fall so for me even my latest show paramore i never done trapeze before but because i stayed in shape and i was working on certain you know, chin-ups that I always hated and I never, I never, my muscles were never developed for that, you know. Handstand, yes. Um, chin-ups, no. And after the giving a birth, I was like telling Andy, I want to work on those muscles that are weaker, you know, in my body. And because of that, it was easy for me to learn that act. And there was one specific element that we just couldn't do it and launch it just not going right. Um, and then I was like, well, let's take the safety belt off and let's do it without where like everyone was like, are you crazy? 
if I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall, you know. So like for me, it's that simple. <laughs> um, I'll be fine. At least I know how to fall. So don't worry. But let's do it without the belt. So and it ended up being like even better. Like so, we should we should have done that without the say safety belt. But the hand balancing, it's something that it comes with the, you know, obviously. I don't get that feeling when I do a handstand unless I'm somewhere like high above. But um, yeah, I don't get that kind of feeling. I enjoy. This is definitely passion since I was born pretty much. So for me, uh, with the years, to, you know, years come, I try to develop, you know, develop and create something, you know, something that I never seen before. Because that's what I really love. It's to create that I haven't seen before. You brought up how not to fall. And uh, when we were watching them, whenever I see a show, literally in my, and I, I, you know, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. But I swear to God, whenever I watch a show, I'm praying and thinking like, God, like bless these people. Like I, it's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if they look bored. Just don't let anybody fall off because, um, you know, yesterday the stage is like the size of this table. I mean, I, so, you know, so what are some of the, the techniques or tr tricks kind of not to get injured? And I know this is not a lesson or, or a video series for that, but. Of not to get in, like, well, we've already spoke about that, is to be, is to be prepared. Be prepared as best you can be prepared if ever anything happens, um, which is going to happen. So if you can mentally prepare, physically prepare your body, um, to be in the fittest way it can be and to also it's it's to also expect something you know to happen in Kevin and myself when we do when we perform the strap act so much has gone into that act and it's not just creating the act we have to work on emergency drills so if something goes wrong there's always a way out of it and and it's and it happens because it's a technical act so we have to rely on technology so sometimes we've been stuck in in the air for 45 seconds no way coming down we have to make sure we're safe at that point <laughs> so i guess that's that's the thing you know like as you said you need to be prepared that something's going to happen and we train to fall we train to fall we train it as a mistake and that means if it does happen then we're not we're not going to freak out and it again most people, it's happened for us where we've been on stage and something something like that has happened. And when we come back, people say, oh, you stayed so calm. It's because we've already been through it a hundred times, you know, in our head and in training. So we're used to it. Wow. What um, saddens me sometimes is I know that there are many forms of arts that are disappearing forever in this world. I think about people like my mom who paints meticulous paintings. I think about our martial art instructors who were 16 and would turn off the light in the middle of the night and start practicing forms uh, for eight hours straight, who was probably the first, first American, but also the first Caucasian who won you know, world championship. But these skills, a lot of them are not here anymore because kids on their smartphones. I wonder if there's a message to those out there in their late teens, early 20s, they're thinking, I want to be a circus artist or I want to be doing something similar to what you're doing. What is your message and what are some of the things that you want them to kind of keep in mind? It won't be a message to the 16-year-olds. For us, it's a message to the parents because, yeah, we see it all the time. And for us, it's a, it's a fear of ours where, you know, you do see children now all the time, the head's in the smartphone, the head's in the computer, and that's all they know. And it's for us, it's... It's dangerous. Whereas we, we will constantly do everything. We spend our day doing as many things as possible. It doesn't matter what it is. We're outside with the kids. So, and taking Kamala and Kaysen to see shows. It doesn't matter what kind of show it is. We're, we're introducing them to the arts. So they're going to be inspired by that. So the message would be for the parents, you know, be active, take your children to see shows, take them to see, when it, now it's Christmas, take them to a Christmas show. Because um, you don't, that one show can change your child's life forever. And if you don't do that, if you let your child keep his head in a smartphone or her head in a smartphone, then it could have consequences that you don't want to think about. Wow. Oh, I'm going to cry. It's so touching. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I mean, I, I know that there's so much more to the journey that we'll be sharing together. And we're always learning when we are looking up from our phone, like you said, and, and being able to have a real conversation. Uh, I'm just feeling so blessed for that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming. It's been so great having you here.
Hi there, it's me again. I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode, and I hope you were able to learn a few things. If you enjoyed what you heard, it will be hugely helpful if you could subscribe to the Face Royal podcast. It literally takes seconds. If you're on your mobile phone, just search for Face Royal podcast in the podcast app on iPhone or an Android app such as Podcast Addict, and click subscribe. All new episodes will be delivered to you automatically. Thanks so much for your support.